0: The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, invites you to spend the next quarter of an hour with us for this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. This is Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the next sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on Heavenly Authority. Before we begin my husband's message, Let me remind you of our church website at www.shiarjashub.org where you will find information about our church and services as well as a library of radio programs for serious Bible study. Shiarjashub is spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B. Here now is the author of The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo.
1: We've been discussing what the New Testament teaches about respect for authority. And we saw how the gospel produced respectful people who were not troublemakers, nor readily defiant or rebellious. And then last time, We saw the limits of that respect. No one in leadership should make you go against God. As Peter and the apostles answered, we ought to obey God rather than men. And one last example should suffice. If you remember how last time I read in Matthew chapter 15, uh, in verse 13, how Jesus said every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted let them alone they are blind leaders of the blind and if the blind leads the blind both will fall into a ditch i'd like to go back and see where what the origin of that statement is at the beginning of chapter 15 if we look at the very beginning of the chapter we see the setting for this teaching Then the scribes and the Pharisees, and we've discussed the scribes and the Pharisees, who were from Jerusalem, came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. And you know, there were certain regulations for cleanliness in the Old Testament, especially with the priests who would touch the sacrifices. But the Pharisees and the scribes, they take a foundation of the law and then they expound upon it that you get these rituals and procedures that become so cumbersome that it it makes the worshiper forget the original purpose. They forget God. And Jesus here is being criticized because um, his disciples are not going through these elaborate hand washings uh, when they eat bread. Verse 3, he answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? And he's labeling what they're asking to be done by his disciples as tradition. And he's holding it in opposition to the commandments of God. He's going to give them a very striking example. Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, no doubt about it, this is not from the mind of man. This is not some scribe saying, I think you should do this or that, some scribal tradition. For God commanded saying, honor your father and your mother. And he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, you scribes, you Pharisees, you say, whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. The tradition has nullified the commandment of God. In Mark chapter 7, verse 11, that gift to God is called Corbin. And this was a scribal tradition under the pious pretext of dedicating property to the Lord. And there's a lot of ways this might have worked for the benefit of the person. Retaining a life interest in the property and then saying, well, when I die, it's dedicated to God. Maybe to the temple, maybe to the scribes, the synagogues. But this piece of property I have will go to God so I can keep it now. And in so doing, sidestep the obligation that the person might have. This property is Corbin. It's devoted to the Lord's use. And so I can use it all I want now, and later they can have it. Or perhaps uh, the person says, well, some of this will be used for the Lord, a portion of it, interest from it. It might not even be dedicated in the sense of being totally given to the temple or given to the synagogue or given to some scribal group. But I intend on using part of it. And by saying, Corbin, by giving that designation, I have no obligation to anyone because I'd like to help you. You're my parents. You took care of me when I was younger, but look, this is dedicated to God, and I'm a very religious person. So you're on your own. You're on you're on your own to fend for yourself. And sometimes unfilial sons pay graft to the rabbinical. Uh, legalists for such dodges of their responsibility to evade their duty. In Mark chapter 7 and verse 8, in the uh, corresponding passage, Jesus says, For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups and many other such things you do. They love all the outside rituals, but the inside is dark because their traditions, such as this misuse of the Corbin, allows them to break, they think, the commandment of God, to honor your father and your mother. Clearly from this section, you see the importance that the Lord teaches toward the fifth commandment, That's a commandment of God. You know, sometimes people get very confused because it's difficult. When religion, religiosity comes in, it's hard to discern, to divide, what is a commandment of God? What is Scripture? And what is tradition? Because you just see the religious leader declaring this and that, and it all sounds like it's supposed to be from God. But here, this teaching on Corbin was not when it nullified the duty the individual had to their parents. Now, it doesn't mean they weren't supposed to support the ministries of God, the temple, but you can't protect your own property by a cop-out and not help the very parents that gave you birth. And the Lord Jesus is very clear here that we must give parents honor and concretely put it into practice. Not just children listening and obeying their parents, but when they're grown up, when they're old, when they need our help, we are supposed to be there to help them. And that's a commandment of God. And the religious teaching of Corbin and and obviously the Pharisees want money coming into the religious system, nullifies the very responsibility and clear obligation of the commandments of God. And Jesus says, when they try to chastise his disciples for not washing their hands, and why do you also transgress? the commandment of God because of your tradition. For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and mother. And he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. They take what men say, and they teach them as doctrine, like their commandments of God. And when he called the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant, and that's where we get the scripture, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind." And if the blind leads the blind, both both will fall into a ditch. Then Peter answered and said to him, Explain this parable to us. So Jesus said, Are you still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. Murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. They're picking on small things, and by it, they're negating, they're making void the commandments of God. Jesus himself, when he was on the cross, Obviously, he was a son, a firstborn son that his mother could depend upon. And he had other brothers, but at this point, his brothers are not responding. Matter of fact, we have in the Gospel of John how they made fun of him. Later on, we know they get saved, and James becomes a pillar in the church, and Jude, we have the book of Jude. These are his half-brothers. But John also comes from a pretty wealthy family. They had this fishing business, and he has means. And Jesus, on the cross, suffering and dying for our sins, one of the last statements, the last words he makes in verse 26, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, John, behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own house. So even on the cross, Jesus made sure there would be a provision of someone that would spiritually and physically take care of his mother. So clearly, the Lord taught that we were to honor our parents and show respect in these ways. Yet, in Luke chapter 9 and verse 59, let me start at verse 57. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road, that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go.
0: We will have to stop the sermon at this point and pick it up in our next broadcast. Pastor Greg Scalzo's new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, is available wherever books are sold. Pastor Greg wrote this book to provide readers with knowledge of the foundational principles found in the Bible, principles which are necessary so that we can approach God with confidence, knowing the correctness of our prayers, and that God will answer in a powerful way. The book is divided into 30 lessons and is very user-friendly. You can find more information at www.pastorgreggscalzo.com. You are welcome to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacles Sunday service at 10 a.m. in the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. The church website again is www.shearjashub.org. Please join us next time for Shear Jashu.